Katrina Beckman with Callum Marketing Solutions and today we're going to kind of launch our very first podcast in regards to kind of marketing basics. I think a lot of people have a basic understanding of marketing but it's more of the why. I'm asked this question often when it comes to clients on why we should market and their team will ask the question of why we should market and so we're really going to kind of hit the the basic concepts of why marketing is important and why you should spend time and invest time in your marketing plan for your business that you are working with. Why do you need to market? Well, there are a couple of school of thoughts in regards to marketing. A lot of people look at marketing as selling, which in its basic core, marketing is ultimately selling. Um, but one of the great things about marketing is marketing works for you when you aren't working with someone. So marketing never stops. Where you're selling, if you're more of a door-to-door -door or person-to-person -person selling, that stops when you stop. So when you stop for the day, your selling pretty much stops. Where your marketing doesn't ever have to stop. Your marketing you can use in multiple facets. It can be content-based marketing where you're creating content or putting content out or publishing content in regards to your specific industry, what you specialize in, some pros and cons of your industry or product comparisons for your clientele. But it can also be where you're planting seeds for conversation for people, trying to create a call to action to encourage people to reach out to you and start a conversation. So your marketing is fabulous in the aspect of it never stops, it never sleeps. Depending on what type of marketing process you're using, whether it be through social media, whether it be through email marketing, whether it be through newsletter marketing, there are always ways to be able to take that content and share it with your consumers, regardless of if you're working. So who do you market to? That's another big piece that people talk about is, what is that ideal person? What is that ideal customer? And this is a question we ask our clients frequently in regards to who is that ideal person? Ideally, you're going to spend time focusing on thinking about where is that ideal person spending time? So if you could pick the perfect client for you, what would that look like? If you could pick the perfect customer for you, what would that look like? How often would they purchase from you? How often would they interact with you? What would those needs be? What would you be providing to them in regards to services or products? Then take that person and think through those buying habits. So where are they spending their time? Or where are they spending their social media time? Where are they researching? Where do they spend their leisure time? Where could you put a message in front of them that would be most likely to be seen by them? A wonderful example is Facebook. Facebook is predominantly female, mainly it's middle-aged female. So that 30 to 50 year old female is what you'll find predominantly on Facebook, on that specific social media platform. So if you're looking for males that are 60 years old, Facebook probably isn't the best place for you to put a message for, for that specific person. So researching the different industries, researching where they're going to be spending time and ensuring that you're putting your ad, putting your marketing in front of them where they're most likely to see it is extremely important in regards to effectively market. One of the challenges that a lot of companies run into is they don't know where their person spends their time and they don't know how to get that message in front of them. And that's where they feel like they're spending a lot of money and not is not seeing a huge return in regards to where they're putting their money. And so most of the time that's a few different issues. That's either uh, you put the content in a place where it wasn't to be found or you put content out that wasn't relevant to that consumer at that time. So it was just 
scrolled over. It just looked past. It didn't resonate with that consumer at that time. So those are two different schools of thought on why your media or why your marketing that you're sharing wasn't functioning or wasn't returning. So honing in on who is it that you're trying to get in front of and where are they spending their time? What do they want to see? A big piece is, again, it will, we'll talk about content marketing often because it is extremely important. And content marketing can fall into educational-based marketing. There's two different verbiages on that side. They ultimately mean the same thing. So you are providing an education in regards to what that client needs. A great example that I have of that is we'll look at people that are wanting to purchase something maybe for the first time. Uh, a product that they potentially need. And so let's use the last time that you purchased a vehicle as an example. Did you just drive up to the lot, go find a salesman and say, hey, here's what my needs are. Why don't you match me with a vehicle? Or did you do the research? You searched the different car classes and found the one that best suited your needs. Then you searched for different features and then found the ones that were gonna work for you, your family, not just in regards to currently, but in the future as well. More often than not, you do the research first. So nine times out of 10, when people go to a lot, they already know specifically what type of vehicle they're looking for, what type of features they're looking for. Then it's just a matter of finding somebody that they like to complete the sale itself. The only other component to that is there are some things that you just can't seem to get rid of, like that test drive feel, because you know, you can look at those pictures, but if the seat's not comfortable, the seat's not comfortable. So that is ultimately what our consumers do nowadays. And it does not matter what product it is that you're selling. It doesn't matter if you're a marketing consultant. It doesn't matter if you are selling baked goods. They will do research. They will look at reviews before they ever reach out to you. So the bit on content marketing is this allows you to create a conversation with that ideal customer, with that ideal person before they ever talk with you. So this is your opportunity for people to like, know, and trust you. So the next process is once you've identified who your client is, you identify where they're gonna spend some time, you have created some content that will provide that conversation for your customer prior to them interacting with you. The next question is, is where do you put it? Where do you put your message and how do you go about doing it? So there's multiple tools that are available to consumers and to businesses to get their message in front of that ideal client. That can be social media, which consists of Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. There are multiple different facets in regards to getting that message out in front of people. You can use email marketing. You can use text messaging marketing. You can do a monthly newsletter. You can do a weekly newsletter. You can do something similar to this where you're doing podcasts through audio versions where you're sharing education or sharing knowledge and insights. You can do videos. Additionally, you can do blog posts where you're creating a little bit more of a conversation in a text format as well. The best thing to do is do a combination of all of it. You know, some of the mistakes that I see clients make is that they kind of put all of their eggs in one basket. So they're going to need to do all of their marketing in regards to social media and just hope that social media is going to be where they get their clientele to interact with them. And really, when you think about your life and when you think about you as a person, do you spend all of your time on social media? or where do you spend your time? And so that's the type of stuff that people need to kind of wrap their brain around is if you look at things not necessarily just as you as a business and think through 
where are your consumers spending your time, that's where you want to put your message out. And then do research from there. So there are schools of thought and different tips and tricks in regards to posting to social media, in regards to posting to YouTube, in regards to creating content that will engage your clientele on a newsletter basis. The more information that you can research, the more best practices that you can try implementing yourself, the more likely it is that your content will be successful. You definitely don't want to give up. If one bit doesn't work, that's okay. Um, in the marketing realm, we actually learn more from when things fail than if things are successful. More often than not, we will be scratching our head on, man, I don't know why this one worked, but it did, versus analyzing why something didn't work. So don't take those failures as a your marketing isn't functioning or you don't know what you're doing. You know, you have to have those failures. You have to have that information to make educated decisions going forward, which ultimately comes into how do you track it? How is it going? You've got to have data. You've got to have insights to be able to look at what's working and what's not working. Something may work fabulously in February that then won't work at all in June. Seasonal buying patterns make a huge role in when things are effective versus when things aren't effective. You'll find that people will spend more time on social media in the summer if they have school-aged children because they potentially are home with them or they have time with them versus during that school year. There are multiple different aspects that will play a role in how well something functions and it will work one month versus not another month. So I highly suggest that you track data that compares month over month that compares week over week, but that also compares year over year. So how did May of this year do versus May of last year? And there will always be things that will play a role in that. In people that have brick and mortar stores, if there was a snowpocalypse that came through in early May of 2018, your numbers will look very different in 2019 if the temperature was fabulous. So there are so many different factors in there. So making sure that you're looking at that data, but then also tracking notes of what potentially led to those numbers. That doesn't necessarily mean that that will be the case every single year, but it gives you a little bit more insight on why things worked versus why things didn't work, especially if you're looking at numbers versus numbers. It's very easy to get lost in why May of last year looked great in comparisons to May of 2018, comparisons to, again, then May of 2020. So you always want to be looking at that month over month and year over year data and where that tracks versus where your goals are. So having data, having insights, and understanding what those insights mean are extremely important to understanding how things are going. So that's some of those basic bits in regards to marketing, why you should market, the advantages of marketing, focusing on that ideal customer and where they're spending their time and ensuring that you're getting that media in front of that person and then ultimately tracking the results from there. Please stay tuned as we're going to continue to dig into some more of those marketing basics. Up next, we're going to kind of hit some of those marketing terms so you can better understand those. We'll kind of lead you through the marketing process or the fundamentals of marketing through this month of May. And then from there, if you have specific things that you'd like to see us talk about or would like to hear about, feel free to leave a message and we'll go from there. Thanks for your time, guys, and have a great day.